to Let Me Live podcast, My Life, My Rules. I'm your host, Coco Gunn, and happy Memorial Day. <laughs> so I um, was really busy yesterday, and I really didn't have time to record. And because I was able to have a three-day weekend, I was able to kind of put something together really cool for, I think cool, I wouldn't say cool, I would say maybe more controversial <laughs> for episode number 20. Uh, usually this is something random. Um, there's no title to it. It just says press play. Uh, so if you press play, I've got something huh, very contra- controversial for you to hear today. Um, and I think this is something that has really affected a lot of us and um it's been going on for, for a while, I'd say two years roughly. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know, for me, it's just, I don't think it's one of the, I don't think it's going to be one of those things that ever truly goes away. Um, but you know, hang on a second. And I'm back. Sorry. I had to, <laughs> I am in the process of making two steaks for dinner and I took my steak out. I haven't cooked Vic's steak yet because he is still at work. And so I had put the pan back into the toaster oven. We use a toaster oven. We don't even use our oven very much anymore because it's just, it takes forever to warm up if you guys don't know. I mean, our regular oven just takes forever. But anyways, so I put the pan back into the oven, the toaster oven, and I didn't think there was a lot of time left. So I just put it back in there thinking that it'll turn off any second. Well, it didn't. And the grease that was on the pan started cooking. So the apartment right now is got a little smoke in it. <laughs> so I had to open up some windows and turn off the stove. Cause I, what I was going to do is, is after I recorded, I was going to put my steak back in the oven just to like, let it warm back up. Um, because I didn't want to eat in the middle of me recording and all that stuff. But anyways, so it's kind of funny and you may hear the Bubba's in the background eating right now because I gave them some of the steak grease and Brooklyn, I can't with him sometimes. So what he does is he will pick through every single piece of food and if it doesn't have any flavor on it, he spits it out. So right now there's a huge pile of food all over his little area where he eats. So I don't know if your guys' dogs do that, but let me know if it happens, you know, hit me in my DM DM and let me know. It's kind of funny, but it's also annoying because I have food all over the floor. And so Layla usually comes behind him and cleans up, but Brooklyn actually is cleaning up his mess right now. Oh my God, Bubba, I'm so proud of you. Good boy. Okay, Brooklyn. See, he heard me talking about him and he was like, let me just clean up my mess so mommy won't get mad at me, but... Anyways, again, welcome to episode 20. And so, you know, okay, there's a lot of crap going on in the world right now from extremely high gas prices to we just had another school shooting um, to women having to deal with abortion rights. I mean, I don't really know what's going on with the world. It's just kind of weird and it's uncomfortable and it just makes me frustrated. Um, And so today I just really wanted to touch base on this whole situation going on with Roe versus Wade. Now, if you haven't been around for very long, you probably, you know, 
don't know this is this happened during my parents generation 1973 so if you guys are not familiar with roe versus wade um it's actually roe versus wade 410 us 113 um it was a landmark decision of the u.s supreme court in which the court ruled that the constitution of the united states protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion without excessive government restriction so this gave women the right to choose, right? Our body, our choice. Because if you guys don't know, it's been a long fight for women to have rights in general, rights to equal pay, rights to have a job, you know, to have their own bank account. If you guys haven't seen, um, there's a show on Amazon, I think, or Netflix, and I can't think of the name, uh, but it's around the era where women were just stay at home moms like that's their job. They stayed at home. They raised the kids. They made dinner, all these things. And obviously times have changed and there's still some women out there that play that role. And I think that's fantastic. I think whatever decision that you make, whether it's to pursue a career or it's to be a mom or it's to be both more power to you. But what I don't like is the fact that we continue to have to fight for our rights as women like it's a constant constant battle and and during this this actual um trial uh it it was so crazy that like the plaintiff couldn't even tell her name like she had to go by an alias and her name was norma mccarvey but um it was crazy that like even in those times because you didn't want a target on your back and because you didn't want people to say certain things about you like you couldn't even voice your opinion without being under a fake name for fear of retaliation like it's it blows my mind so anyways right now we're we're in a battle um and they are the supreme court is in the process of possibly overturning roe versus wade which has been in effect for almost 50 years like we're gonna reach we're about to hit 50 years next year right so all of this 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 battling and this fighting that we've done for the last 50 years is now about to be turned over and i mean i'm just giving my opinion on the situation obviously there's probably more into the weeds that we need to know about but i did do some some research and there's been multiple cases you guys of people having of, of dealing of the, under the topic of abortion like multiple multiple cases so <coughs> excuse me the first case was in 1973 after that came um, Planned Parenthood of Pennsylvania versus Casey in 1992. In this case, the Supreme Court established that restrictions on abortion are unconstitutional if they place an undue burden on a woman seeking an abortion before the fetus is viable. Now, this is what's actually happening right now. Like, the concern is when does a child actually have a heartbeat, right? And 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 at that point, is it fair? Is it now? you have a living being. So what is that considered, right? Like, is that considered murder? Is that, con you know, so this was happening in 1992. And this case specifically was like raising the red flag, like, Hey man, having a child is not cheap. <laughs> and, you know, during that time frame, you know, we had a lot of teen pregnancies. I mean, 92, I was until my age, 10 years old. Um, and you started to see the trend of, uh, single parents of, of, of women, you know, getting pregnant at, in, in younger age groups, right? Um, so it was more of like a, hey, we're bringing this child into the world, but are they really going to have a good life? Because technically the mom may not be able to financially 
sustain the burden of having having children, right? So these this is another case where you're just kind of like, dang, like why is it that our vaginas and our ovaries and our reproductive organs, all of it is still a topic of conversation? Like what? And come to think about it, when I look at who's making these decisions in Congress, who's making these decisions, I mean, granted, we do have women in Congress, we do have women on the Supreme Court, but like the majority of the representatives that are making this decision are men. And this is not a male bashing episode or anything. It's just kind of like, you don't know as a man how we, how, what we experience on our, I mean, you experience it because we probably take our shit out on you, but what it's like to be, to be a woman from a reproductive standpoint, like it's, it's a lot, you know? Um, so after the case in 1992, there was another case in 2007, which is Gonzalez versus Carhartt. This case, the court upheld the Federal Partial Birth Abortion Ban Act of 2003, which prohibited a really used abortion procedure known as intact dilation and evacuation. So this is one of the, one of the uh, procedures that could be done for you to have an abortion. It sounds pretty violent. I've never had to experience it, but, um, but still, like, hello, we went from 1973 to almost... Uh, 20 years later to 1992. And then after that came another case in 2007. And then you have a case in 2016, Whole, Whole Woman's Health versus Hellerstead. I think that's how you say the name. In this case, the court invoked the court invoked its decision in Casey to strike down two provisions of a Texas law requiring abortion clinics to meet the standards of ambulatory surgical centers and abortion doctors to admit, have admitting privileges at a nearby hospital. So this like takes it to the next level, basically saying, "Hey, you know, if you guys haven't been to an ambulatory surgery center or if you haven't, we, we've got a lot of a lot of them here in, in Orlando. Some of them are actually my clients, but anyways, there's very strict rules and guidelines and things you have to deal with with FDA and HIPAA and all those things. And then to have the privileges to admit patients to a local hospital, like you, that means you have to be certified by that facility. So there was like, it was like they were doing everything they can to make this possible <laughs> for women to, to be able to make that decision on what they want to do. Right. Like it just seems like it just keeps coming down and it keeps coming down. So, now, in 2020, which is where the red flags are now continuing to raise, was the case of June Medical Services LLS versus Russo. In this case, the court invoked Whole Women's Health to declare, to declare unconstitutional a Louisiana statute that was, as the majority noted, nearly identical to Texas admitting privileges law. So this is, okay, so let's like look at what's happening in, in Texas. <laughs> so... Okay, this happened in 2021, and then, sorry, 2020, and then came 2021. Okay, so in May of 2021, the Supreme Court agreed to review in its October 2021 term a lower court's decision to strike down a Mississippi state law adopted in 2018 that banned most abortions after the 15th week of pregnancy, well, before the point of fetal viability. Although the law was plainly unconstitutional under Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey, Mississippi lawmakers passed the measure in the hope that an, an inevitable legal challenge would eventually make its way to the Supreme Court, where a conservatory majority of justices would overturn or drastically reduce the scope of those decisions. So, obviously, if you guys don't know, the Supreme Court is the final end-all, be-all, right? Like, you go through the courting process, and then you know how in movies are like, well, I'm going to take it to the Supreme Court, and I hope the Supreme Court hears it. Like, they're taking it to the next level, 
Okay. So in 2021, uh, the Texas government passed a law. It's Texas law SB eight, AKA the Texas heartbeat act that effectively banned almost all abortions beyond the time of which a fetal cardiac activity, a fetal heartbeat can be detected or about the six weeks of pregnancy. The law was unlike several other fetal heartbeat statutes passed in other states and subsequently struck down in the courts in that it shifted responsibility from enforcing the ban from state officials to private citizens. Let me tell me, let me, let me say that one more time. It shifted the responsibility of, for enforcing the ban from state officials to private citizens. SB 88 empowered any citizen to file a civil lawsuit against anyone who performs an abortion or aids and abets the performance of an abortion of a fetus more than six weeks old. The citizen plaintiffs, if successful in their lawsuits, would be awarded $10,000 plus legal costs to be paid by the defendants. Parties who successfully defended themselves against such lawsuits would not be reimbursed for the legal costs. The law made no exceptions for rape or incest. Because state officials would not be enforcing the law, they presumably could not be named as defendants in any legal action requesting a judge to block enforcement of the law or declare it or to declare it unconstitutional. What this says to me is that state officials were like, well, we'll just leave it up to the citizens to figure this out because we don't want to deal with it and we don't want to be uh, legally responsible. Like, wait a minute. So now what you're saying is in Texas, if a female were to get pregnant, regardless of how she got pregnant, like this could be sexual assault. This could be um, sexual assault on the home. This could be predator. Like regardless of any of these things that are completely illegal, you're going to tell me that now it's up to the citizens to report me and they get paid to do it. Like you could tend if, if, if I found someone that was pregnant and they wanted to get an abortion, I could go to the courts and be like, they're getting an abortion, turn them in. Right. I'm a snitch. And they, I, I would get paid $10,000 on top of that. I would my legal fees would be paid by the person by the defendant so not only is this woman having to go through a pregnancy that she may not want right but now she has to pay money to defend herself in a choice that's about her body what like what I'm confused like how to now here's the deal okay I get it that there is situations that happen like listen we all know that if you lay in the bed with somebody and you have sex with them there's a probability that you're gonna get pregnant right like you made your bed lay in it I get that okay and we all have responsibility for that but it seems to me that the responsibility is solely placed on the female now granted when the child is born the responsibility is placed on the man to, to financially support the child but up until that point, in my opinion, it seems as if we are always the ones to be responsible. We have to take our birth control. We have to tell the guy to use a condom. Now, men should be responsible for their own reproductive organs as well. But we have to be responsible for all that. Like, has anybody experienced a negative, um, a, a negative experience with birth control? Raise your hand. I'm raising my hand right now. Like these are things, it, it blows my mind how we're able to have birth control for women. And all these years, there hasn't been one designed for men. Like I'm not saying that 
you know, it, it needs to be one or the other. I'm just saying that both, I feel like both men and women should be responsible in this whole reproductive process. Like it shouldn't fall on, well, oh my God, you didn't take your birth control. You're trying to trap me. And yes, guys, there are situations out there where women are just as crazy and they try to trap men and men are just as crazy and they try to trap women. Like it happens. I get that. But what bothers me is that we are now held by the law in Texas. I don't live there anymore, but to make sure that we know within I think you said six weeks was it six weeks yeah that now mind you if you if you if you're a female you know this you usually don't find out you're pregnant and you don't test positive until you're at least six weeks sometimes sometimes sooner sometimes later but like imagine like you skip your period you're like oh I've been stressed and I'm just in a negative place like it could be that's why I'm skipping and then you miss another one. You're like, oh, crap, maybe I'm pregnant. By that point, you're already at the six-week mark. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy how the people that are making, in, in my opinion, right? I'm, there's probably more information out there, but, like, I'm speaking to this because this is what I want to talk about today. But anyway, I don't understand how we still have a right to choose. Like, it's like you're violating our rights in general. Like, how are you going to tell me? what I can and cannot do with my body, especially in extenuating circumstances. Like this law doesn't even take into consideration rape or incest. So now we have children, teenagers, girls, sex trafficked, being sex trafficked, trafficked, being, you know, raped by a family member, being raped at school in a party. And if they were to get pregnant, they don't have a choice. Like they were... They were forced to do something against their will and now they're forced again to make a decision to do what the world thinks is right. Like there's so many situations that we look into, like how could you look at a law, Roe versus Wade, and it's been in place for 50 years, it's it's been beneficial for women and decide all of a sudden, oh, this doesn't make sense, we're going to overturn it. Like it's a, it's it, it sounds like you're just trying to control, like if anybody's watching Handmaid's Tale, I'm just saying, I feel like we're headed in that direction. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. But, you know, like, in my opinion, there's a lot of reasons that Roe versus Wade is important. You know, you have rape cases, you have abusive relationships, single parents, whether it's the mom or it's the dad, you know, like mom decides, hey, you know what? I don't want this kid anymore. And dad's not responsible. Or dad's like, dude, I didn't tell you to get pregnant, which is what I've hear. I hear this, right? He told me that he didn't tell me. What? What do you mean you didn't tell me to get pregnant? Bro, it took the both of us. Like, hello, um, women with health issues that have genetic diseases that are in their family line. And, you know, you can say, oh, well, go get your tubes tied, right? Like, if you know this is a problem, then you need to fix it. Okay, well, why can't guys get vasectomies? Cause, uh, they're reversible. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like, I, and I'm not, I, I, I'm not at that place where I'm like, Oh, men are bad. No, it's just like, men. why can't we have the option? Like if men get the option to choose, why can't we? I mean, you could have a lot of different things happen to a female and she ends up getting pregnant. And now you don't even give her a choice to get out of it. You're like, sorry, you probably put yourself in that situation anyway, so you need to suffer. That's exactly, like, that's what I see. You know, oh, don't wear this, don't wear that because you're going to make yourself a target. Like, we've been controlled. 
I feel like if you're a religious person, I'm not, but we've been controlled since the Bible, since God created Eve and she's been under under Adam's control. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do you have to have control over us? Are we that big of a threat? Because last time I checked, a woman can only get pregnant every nine months, but a man can get most women pregnant in one night. Like, it's like, why, why are we, the, I'm not saying that maybe we're not the problem is it just feels that way. It feels like we're the problem and we need to fix it. And we've always been the problem. And I'm like, dude, seriously, because has anybody else out there that's a male carried a baby in their belly for nine months and watched their body change, watch all their, their hard work. They, like, there's so many different things we experience and may, it's just like, man, can you just understand for a second? Like, can you just step away from what is quote unquote politically correct, right? And be a human being and realize that like women lose their lives having children. There's women out there who aren't even able to have kids. Like that right is taken. And so it's like you're you're taking away all these things and for what? Like what's the reason? Oh well, because you're killing babies. Um we have gun laws in place right now and we just had 19 kids just get shot in a school. Like there's so many different things and we're giving money away to other countries to help them out when we're financially in a place that's not great right now. Like there's so many other things, bigger picture things that we should be worrying about than what the hell women are able to do with their bodies. Seriously. That's how I really feel. You know, I, I'm I'm I should have rights and controls over myself and it shouldn't be something that's governed by the United States, America or the Supreme Court or these dum dums that think that they can just make decisions. Majority of them are all men and they have no idea what they're talking about, like no idea. If you've been a parent and you're a dad and you've been in that that delivery room, I'm sure you're traumatized especially if she didn't have an epidural like it's something to think about you know and I feel like even when we are even even in the case of having to have an abortion like it's not a friendly pleasant experience like neither none of it is being pregnant for nine months for some women they love it and it's great and they're like oh I'm gonna be pregnant multiple times so women they want to have a baby but they're like damn I have to I mean I gotta push out this eight pound human out of my vagina like it's not an easy process and then going through the mental toll of having to have abortion like imagine you know someone that's been raped and they have they end up getting pregnant either whatever direction they go it's still going to be tough because getting an abortion is not easy and then going nine months and having a baby that you didn't really want because you you were forced like that in itself is just traumatizing. And I don't even, I mean, it's like, don't leave your house, ladies, because if you get raped, you're kind of SOL. Like, that's, that's in my mind, that's what I feel like they're saying to us. Is figure it out, bro. Like, you put yourself in a situation. We don't have to make a law that helps you out. You're, you're killing, you're killing something. It's got a, it's got a heartbeat. And you're killing it. Okay, well, we go we go over to different countries and kill people with heartbeats all the time, and that's justifiable. 
But when it comes to our bodies, it's not? Huh? Question mark. That's confusing. And it doesn't make sense. You know, I know that this is a very controversial issue. And I feel like everyone, men and women, should have a right to choose what they want to do with their bodies. And yes, there's millions of cases out there probably where people have been trapped. And I think that's messed up. And if you really want to punish people, punish people that are that are deliberately trapping people so they could be in a relationship or so they can collect that money. Like, come on, people, just be a be a decent human being. Like, greed gets in the way of so many different things. It just drives me crazy. But you know, if you're gonna regulate women and we have to use birth control and we have to do this and we can't wear this and we have to dress like this and we like, then why isn't the same done for the opposite sex? Like, why is it that we're the only ones that have to be by these strict rules? I honestly feel like we've been restricted for so long that we just can't get out of it. Like, it's an ever, it's it's a never-ending circle. We're just going in circles, going in circles, going in circles. And there's, it's like, you know, people scream all the time, well, you're violating my rights. You're violating my rights. da 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 And we're over here screaming, you're violating women's rights by telling us what to do with our bodies. Like, that's a complete violation. You know, now here's the deal. (laughs) If you want to tell me what to do with my body, then you need to send me a paycheck every single month. Not me pay you, not me work my job nine to five for a full year, then turn around and have to file taxes with you and then turn on and have to maybe pay more money. If you want to have that much control, I need to have it. This is like a job. And, and you're micromanaging me. Give me a paycheck. You want to send me $2,000, $5,000, $10,000 a month? Maybe I'll think about this decision. But you're not paying me and you're trying to tell me what to do. I don't get it. Like, I just, I, I don't know. And maybe somebody out there that listens to my episode can explain this to me and, and give me the, but I honestly probably won't agree with you because in my mind, There is no reason why someone should be telling me what it is that I need to do with my body, especially if it's an extenuating circumstance. If I'm raped, if I am a victim of sexual assault on any level, I deserve to have my rights protected, period. So I'm going to continue to watch this case unfold and I'm going to continue to see what's happening and I'll maybe be able to update you guys when a decision is made, but you know, If you're for one or the other, that's great. This is not going to be a, oh, let's battle it out. I have my opinion and you have yours. I just think that in general, we need to look at the big picture and realize that women have been fighting. And it's like we're part of the minority group, white, every single race. And it's just like, damn, why are we? It gets tiring. Like my mom was fighting this when she was my age. You know what I'm saying? Like. There's this comes to a point where you're like, damn, I'm just tired. Like I'm going to move to a different, I'm going to move to a different country <laughs> and give my money to them because women have rights over there. Like, and you can say, oh, well, women have rights. Yeah, really? Really? I mean, do you really think we do? Because how many of y'all are working in a job right now where you don't get paid as much as the man, the man does? Oh, you're, you're just not experienced enough. What? We're both entry level. I'm confused. I don't know. N- you know, how many of you have been out at nighttime? 
and you can't go for a run. You can't put your headphones on. You can't wear those beautiful uh, uh, biker shorts and sports bra that you got because it's hot. Running in a t-shirt, you get sweaty. How many of you guys experience where you're like, I don't feel comfortable doing that because I have no idea if I'm going to make it home. You know what I'm saying? How many of you experience being in a relationship with someone that has been abusive, that has been verbally abusive, that has been violent or has a temper and you couldn't get out? You know, I mean, these are all things that we we experience and we fight for. And it's just like, damn, when is enough going to be enough? (laughs) You know, like. It's ridiculous. And I, you know, Vic has about to be a 17 year old daughter that is beautiful and gorgeous and I'm here her and her mother we're fighting for her rights you know what I'm saying like she can't even live a comfortable life right now because she lives in a state where if you if if you get pregnant and you decide that you don't want to you don't want to have the baby and that affects the rest of your life 18 years of your life and forever on you get pregnant at 17 years old there goes college. There goes your education. I mean, not saying you can't do those things, but it's going to be more challenging for you. Now, are there 17 year olds that put themselves in a situation where they are dating someone and they have sex and, you know, whatever? Yes, there, there is. Yes. But in my opinion, there's a lot of cases out there that are involved sexual assault, that involved incest, that involve, you know, a lot of a lot of things that women could potentially teenagers could potentially end up being pregnant and now they now they don't have a choice they have to live not only with the trauma of of being sexually assaulted but the trauma of having a kid that they didn't even want weren't prepared for weren't planned for you know so i mean it's tough it's tough out there and i to me i'm just like I wanted to cover this because it's been on my mind and I, I, I have opinions. I have thoughts on it. And the more research that I did, I, the, the more angrier I felt like I was getting because I was like, this is absolute madness. 50 years of, of, of something being, I would say in tradition, but it's been in place for 50 years. And now all of a sudden, all the hard work um, that... Um, women have done uh, Ruth Vandenberg Vandenberg I I don't know I I can never say her name right Um, you know she all all uh, sorry Ruth Gander Ruth Bander Ginsburg Ruth Ginsburg all the work that she's put into place is now gone by the wayside you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like she was up there fighting for us. And because she's no longer with us, you're like, oh, she's gone now. Let me make some changes. <sighs> yeah, man, it's it's tough. It's really tough. So I'll keep you guys posted on things that come up. It's maybe on another episode down the road. So, yeah. I'm going to sign off after that, that long 30 minutes of venting. (laughs) So thank you again for joining me on today's episode. I hope that you've enjoyed it as much as I have. If you did, please subscribe so you can get notifications on new episodes. And if you really enjoyed it, feel free to leave me a review. You can always stay in touch with me via my Instagram page at let me live podcast or my personal page, Coco underscore gun. 
If you have any topic suggestions, you can email me at lemmelivepodcast at gmail.com. I hope you have a great week and you had a great holiday and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.